ABC's Legends of Tomorrow. Series premiere Thursday, January 21st on The CW. This is episode 43 of the Juice Box Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Insulet. They are the makers of the Omnipod, the world's only tubeless insulin pump. I mean, come on, you know, you need your insulin, but do you really need 18 inches of tubing going from some device that you have to wear on your belt, snaking all over the place through your shirt, your pants, over to this little infusion set? Honestly, if it doesn't need to be that way, why would you want it like that? To find out more about the Omnipod, there are links in the show notes and back on the blog. Okay, so most of you are listening to this and saying, I understand why the Juice Box podcast is sponsored by an insulin pump, because this is a podcast about diabetes and type 1 diabetes usually. And But for those of you who are like, wait, I'm here to talk to Victor Garber from my favorite television show, The Flash, and coming up this week on Legends of Tomorrow, I want to hear about Victor Garber, Firestorm. So everyone's going to get what they want. You're going to hear about Flash and... Legends of Tomorrow, you're going to hear about Victor's acting career, but you're also going to hear a man talk rather openly for an hour about what it's like to live his life with type 1 diabetes. Diagnosed at a very early age, Victor has what I would consider to be a, just a wonderful way about him and a great attitude. He will sum up a couple of times through the show in different ways and, and at the very end in a way that I just think is perfect. If you're here to talk to Victor about diabetes. You're going to love it, and you're going to learn about his TV show. If you're here to learn more about Legends of Tomorrow, you're also going to learn about the man. But Victor didn't just come on and, and speak so honestly about life with type 1 diabetes, you know, so that you'd find out about his television show. The real reason he was here was to help bring attention to an organization that is near to his heart and something that he supports. So founded in February 2015, Beyond Type 1 seeks to bring a new level of respect, understanding, and support for those living with type 1 diabetes. Their goal is to highlight the brilliance of those fighting the disease every day while always working towards ensuring a cure. If you'd like to support what Victor's done here today, if you're enjoying the podcast and think, wow, what a great guy for giving up his time like this, being so open and honest, take a couple moments at the end and go to beyondtype1.org. There'll be a link in the show notes. There won't be any better way to thank Victor for his time today than to throw some support towards Beyond Type 1. But before we start, real quickly, I just need to tell you this. This is not the first time I've spoken with Victor Garber. It is the second time. Due to a Skype incident, and Skype, thank you so much. (laughs) Delightful. Due to a Skype incident, the first time I interviewed Victor, for the first time in a year of doing this podcast, I had a very bad technical issue where I could hear Victor in my headphones, but he was not being recorded. And so I spoke to Victor Garber for a full hour, um, and all you could hear on the recording when it was over was my voice, then a lot of silence, then my voice, then a lot of silence. It was obviously devastating. I reached back out to him. He was very, very kind, which you are going to learn in the next hour. This is a, this is a gentle, wonderful man uh, with just a great way about him. And Victor was very kind. He found a little more time in his schedule. I, he was finishing up Legends of Tomorrow right before Christmas, and we sat down again and t- spoke. Sit back, relax, whatever you're doing right now, driving, grocery shopping, laundry. You're going to really enjoy listening to Victor. He's a, he's a special person. So let's not, uh, let's not mess around anymore. Here comes Victor Garber. Okay. Hello. Welcome to Skype call testing service. Hey, Skype. After the beep, please record a message. Afterwards, your message will be played back to you. I'm testing Skype before I do my interview with Victor Garber because the last time I did it, Skype didn't work.
Okay, here we go. I'm going to call Victor Garber for the Juice Box Podcast. I am. I am excited. Let's not lie. Hello. Victor. God, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm swallowing a piece of cake because my blood sugar is dropping. But we can I'm almost almost finished. We can absolutely wait. My daughter's on her way to dinner, eating a glucose tablet because her her hers wasn't going to make it to the restaurant. Oh God, isn't it something? You, I I knew you'd understand because I was watching The Voice, and we're binging because we're 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 coming down to the very end. My mm-hmm. friend from Mike is visiting, and we were just um. I couldn't get up to eat anything because I was so riveted. <laughs> the 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 I don't know. I'm down to. I watch over my wife's shoulder, which sounds like an excuse. But the boy with the glasses, his voice is just crystal clear. I don't know his yes, name. It's shocking. His name is Jordan Smith. Yeah, really, something else. It, it, I mean, not that the others aren't, but my goodness, that that is. Uh, no, no, he is. Um, I, he is remarkable. There's, there, there's a couple of people with really special gifts, and, you know, it's fun. It's fun. All right, I'm here. We can start. Okay, so when I edit this together, I'm going to do a preamble, which will make this make sense. But um, I just thought that if we didn't if we didn't just come out and say that this is not the first time we've met, that we there'd be awkward pauses where I would say something like, you know, I know this about you already. Um, so, right. so I... Um, I will explain the whole thing prior so it makes sense to each other. Okay. But but what I want the reason I I bring it up is because you know, I don't know what you think the expectation is or if I even had an expectation, but I you know, I I messed this thing up and I contact you right away and I I, I to tell you and I'm not 100% sure what I expected to get back from you if you would have just been disappointed or dismissive or anything, but you weren't just kind about it. When I said that I made a, a technical error on my end, you jumped in and said, are you sure it wasn't me? Because I'm not very good with technical things. And, and that just seems so genuine and kind. And I didn't, I have to admit, I didn't, that's not what I was expecting you to do. And, and, but what it made me think when I got off the phone with you is that I've met so many people who live with or love somebody who lives with type 1 diabetes. And you just do find a tolerance and an understanding in those people that almost doesn't exist at the same rate in the real world. And, and I was wondering how much, how much of living with diabetes for as long as you have, do you think that has an effect on you in, in that vein? Are, are we recording this now? We absolutely are, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Please. Are we, um, well, you know, I, 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 tend to, um, uh, I tend to sort of, I guess I tend to be, I try to be tolerant uh, of myself uh, as much as, because that's what I'm really uh, focused on because I'm very hard on myself. So I find that the more uh, uh, I forgive myself for for my imperfections and my my shortcomings, um, I'm able to see them, do that for other people. And so maybe because of uh, what I live with on a day-to-day basis, maybe that has sort of uh, softened me and and maybe made made me more able to see other people's um, 
or accept other people's imperfections because um, we are all we're all struggling. We're all trying to find our way through life. And uh, being a type type one diabetic, certainly, I think I, I said something to you about that. It was um, I, I sort of see it as an opportunity for my own to, my own growth and my own um, betterment. And uh, and therefore, one can almost say it, it gave it, it got me to where I am because. Um, you know, it, it was. Uh, I see it as an opportunity. So that's, that's really how I look at it. Yeah, that's wonderful. And so this is my my official recorded apology, and thank you very much for being so understanding. Um, oh, you really. It was very kind of you because you are in the middle right now, and I'll, I'll have to go back to the beginning at some point. But you're in the middle right now, filming um, Legends right now. Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, it premieres January. Um, Oh gosh, I wish I had the exact date. I, I have it here as the twenty first. Twenty. I was going to say twenty first. Yep. Boy, I'm really glad that I I knew that <laughs> somewhere in in some because I'm very bad with these things. But yes, so we're we're kind of uh, uh we're, and and we're also about to take a break. So we're we're in a crunch trying to finish up uh, what we haven't finished, which is a lot. Uh, so it's um it's a challenging uh, show and. Um, uh, I'm glad that I uh, was able to 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 do this with you again because uh, uh, in about you know by by tomorrow I w- wouldn't have been able to do it. Right. So. No. Well, thank you. So okay. So let's let's start at the very beginning. You you're born in 1949 in London, Ontario. Is that right? That's right. Okay. And um, family of five. Yes, three children, two boys and a girl. I'm the middle child. Um, my mother was a was a, 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 a singer and entertainer, and my father uh, ran a, uh, worked for uh, in women's retail. and um, And I grew up, uh, and when I was, I, I grew up in children's theater. That's what kind of gave me the taste for what I what I knew I wanted to do. And uh, uh, and then when I was 12, uh, I I developed. Uh, I was diagnosed with type one diabetes and it was um, a dramatic, you know, kind of one of those, uh, I was in school, I was urine, uh, excessive urination and excessive thirst. And uh, nobody really knew what was going on because in those days you couldn't Google these symptoms. Mm-hmm. You know, you just <laughs> had to figure out, you kept, I kept thinking I'm okay. And uh, I was sort of, I hid, I hid it for a long time because I was, it was embarrassing and, sure. and seemed, and I thought it would pass. And then of course, you know, and then it got very serious. And then my father drove me to the to the doctor, and um, then, then I was taken to the hospital that night. And uh, so it was it was it was traumatic for me, very very scary. And, and so, and when you start out, and I do kind of want to step through what management looks like because you're talking about the early '60s, right? And and so yeah. when when that happens and you're diagnosed, you leave the hospital with you don't even leave with a meter, right? You're you're how are you testing your blood sugar then? Uh, a urine. A urine. Um, that's you tested your you, you know ten drops of urine and twenty or ten five drops ten I don't know ten drops of urine and a water in a test tube and you had something called a clinitest tablet which turned the color and that showed you how whether and if your your urine turned if it, if that uh, solution turned orange you were you were you know it was too high so uh, and you had there was a color code on a, on a on a chart and. Uh, you know, it was uh, the novelty wears off pretty fast when you're doing that three or four times a day, <laughs> and a also girl. then to find out many years later that it wasn't really that it never didn't really tell you what your blood sugar was any uh, anyway. Any value at all? When it when it would turn orange, Victor, what would you do then? Because it's not like you you weren't using fast acting insulin, right? Did you? You know, I wasn't. 
There was a, I was on two kinds of insulin. As I, this is, by the way, fairly uh, murky in my mind. Sure. But as I recall, I was taking something called Toronto insulin because it was, you know, it was, it was developed in, in, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a, it, that was a fast acting. And then there was something called NPH or uh, there was another one I took later, but it was which is a long, uh, a long uh, lasting insulin. Okay. Um, and so I was, I was, it was a mixture of those two. So um, as I recall, I would take, I would take a few units of of the of the fast acting insulin, and uh, that that seemed to be. Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of what I remember doing, but I don't know how I, you know, sort of I. Those questions of like I don't know how I managed to get through so well because I wasn't as as diligent about eating as I I, I am now and I wasn't as aware of what I you know I was I was a teenager so uh, that was a tough time and and also hormonal changes and all of that affect your your blood sugar and um, but I somehow I, I did manage and I I um, I didn't. You know, I, I didn't have an exercise re- regime. I wasn't athletic, so I, I, I didn't. Um, I don't know quite how I I did it, but I, I did it somehow. And uh, then I left home when I was 16, and moved to Toronto. And uh, there I was on my own and um, forging ahead and working odd jobs and 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 then and also trying to be at, at that time I was a folk singer, so I was sort of. Uh, Playing coffee houses and singing and uh, passing a, a hat around to make money and um, it was quite a you know a, quite a, a an undisciplined period in my life. Sure. Um, so so and so, but I was always aware. You know, I, I, as 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 undis- undisciplined as I was with my food and my sleep and my exercise, I was always aware that I had I couldn't go. I couldn't sort of go too far. I had to be conscious of what I was doing. And, right. and that was kind of what saved me uh, from, I think, just going over the edge. But that's really interesting. So let me ask you really quickly. You leave home at 16. Why did you leave home? To perform? I left home because I, I, I knew that school, the, the kind of, yes, I, I did. It was, I, I, knew I, wa- I knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to be a performer. At that time, it was, I was a singer. I'm not, I'm not an actor, but, I, I, but it was... I knew that everything I was learning in school was not was going to be of no value to me. That uh, even though you know I would never I would never say to a kid, "Oh, you don't need an education," because of course I did, and and I I, I have many often days of regret. But really, really in my heart, I knew I did what I had to do, mm-hmm. and I did the right thing. Okay, and, and and so that's a good point. So you're you're off on your own at a time in life when not many people leave their families. And you're only four years into your diabetes diagnosis, basically. So, so there's right. something inside of you that's saying, you know, I'm going to go out, I'm going to take this flight of fancy, but at the same time, I'm not going to let my health be affected by this. Because that I means 16s are really, you know, my daughter was diagnosed yeah. when she was two, and she's 11 now. And I think if she was diagnosed now, it would be far more difficult, you know, for her and for us than it was at yeah. two. Because at two, she just accepted it, you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know. I, I think about that, and I, I, um, I don't really know. I don't. I can't really explain um, why, how I did, did it. I really don't, because when I look back on it, it's like you know when you write your those letters to your younger self. Mm-hmm. It's like it's sort of like I, I'm mystified by my own hubris and 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 <laughs> confidence because I, I it was a combination of both, really. Yeah. Because um, 
I, I have that question written here, but I, know, I can hear in your voice you don't know. Like, I wondered, like, what prepares you to think that that's going to go okay? Yeah, you don't know. I, I think it's. I, I think it's just just that that kind of use, useful. Um, um, uh, what's the word? I, it's just. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's. I, a, I, I was blissful ignorance, or almost blissful a little. Blissful ignorance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also. But I. But I knew. I knew somehow that I was going to be able to do it. I just something in me knew that I could. I would just. And I, you know, and I. I tested my, my urine. <laughs> I did that. And I, I did, I did all those things. I, you know, I took my, I never missed a shot. I was always aware of, you know, I, I, I would say, Oh, I've got to take my shot this morning and I, and I take it at the right time. And so there, I guess there was a part of me kind of like the same discipline that I use as an actor mm-hmm. that, 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 that kind of got me, got me, saved me and got me through it. It's incredibly commendable and, and baffling almost at the same time. So Okay, so you're doing this at 16. When do you end up in in Manhattan? When do you when do you start acting on Broadway? At what age? Um, well, I I I uh, in my twenties, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, yes, I was in because well, I I did the movie of Godspell in New York when I was 22, I think. Um, and I, but at that point, I had I had gone. I was I was I was in I had gone. I was still in Toronto. And I was doing the, the the musical of Godspell. Now, when you the good thing about the theater is that it, it is a there is a you are on a you are on a strict discipline. I mean, it's like you, your hours are very defined. You can't you have to do certain things, and and that was very helpful for me to keep me on track, because especially when you're doing a musical, it's it, it, and the energy required, like uh, Godspell. Um, which I did in, at the, at the um, Royal Alex, Alexander Theater in Toronto, with you know that that sort of famous cast yeah. with Gilda Radner and Martin Short and Eugene Levy and Paul Schaefer and Andrea Martin and uh, and I was the, I was played Jesus in that company and then I was cast in the movie directly after that and so I went right from that to to New York to do the movie and that was um, uh, and then that was when I when New York was sort of then. Uh, that was, I never kind of left. You never left there after that. What, what's the, um, what, what's the difference between being in something that's insanely popular that a lot of people have seen and, and stuff that doesn't get seen by the public so much? I mean, does it, you know, at the moment that you're the guy who didn't build a good enough ship for Rose, does everyone talk to you on the street while Titanic is huge like that? I mean, is everybody... Do, can you feel eyes on you at that time, and does it last very long after the after the project ends? Well, it's still Titanic is is probably the one that I recognize most for. Really? Still, at this, at this, even though I think I look like you know I look like my own child in that movie now when I when I see <laughs> pictures that I think that's like who are you? I, I don't even how do you even know that that's me? Uh, but but no no I, I think you know like you don't know any, you don't know when you're doing anything what the ultimate effect is going to be right. you know or how or how it's, uh, the the success of it uh, you know we all we all when we were making Titanic had no idea what it would be right. um, so so uh, <clears throat> it's just um, it's just a, one of those things that uh, it's uh, that you you just have to you you just can't ever count on or be prepared for or really have any, it really doesn't really have any effect other than oh that's nice that you like the movie you know really cause, because it doesn't change my life other than hopefully get me more work or or get me into another movie or um you know it doesn't 
the reality is my life is, is you know, testing my blood sugar every day mm-hmm. and trying to get through the day and, and, uh, and, and do the job that it's required of me in, 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 fully. And that's honestly what my day is about. Right. Because well, it's interesting because you're acting a span, you know, you're, you're in films, you're on television and on the stage. And, and it just occurred to me that, you know, when you're on stage, like there's an energy in the room. You can feel it. I mean, people applaud when they're excited. You can even feel, you can feel them, you know, as, as the, as the play rises and falls, you can feel the audience go with it. But when you're doing stuff on the screen, I guess there's no, there, there's no feedback like that, except for the people you're working with. And, and I guess so that right. it, it really does have to be about your work then I would imagine at that point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, that, that, that's, you know, the joy of, of the theater is, is unparalleled and there's nothing like it. It's not, it, it's, it, it's incomparable. There's no, um, and, and, you know, I mean, doing Godspell, you know, in, in those years that, that, and, and those early years with, with that group of people, um, there was nothing, nothing has ever been like that again for me, right. you know, and then I, and then I've done also many, many plays that were, that, you know, when I did art on Broadway with Alan Alda and, and Alfred Molina, you know, that, that experience, there's nothing like it. Yeah. So, um, and that's what I set out to do as a, as a, as a, when I, when I, when I was young, I mean, that was when I, when I, when I really, you know, sort of left the music business and, and, and really focused on acting, that was um, the theater was was really where I where I was settled and was very happy. Yeah. And now I'm doing something completely different, um, which I also am finding, you know, the joy in this because there is nothing quite like it. You know, uh, working in a in a in a series and, and on a regular basis with the same people all the time. And um, unfortunately, we all like each other, so that's been good. Uh, and um, uh, but but it's um, yeah, it's it's you know, it's it's part of I guess my message to 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 young people with type one diabetes is that I never never doubted that I would be able to achieve what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know how it was all going to work. I didn't know what it was exactly going to look like, but I did trust that I would be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important that we don't. You know, when, when you when you are diagnosed with cancer, when you're diagnosed with diabetes, or when you're diagnosed with any any illness that is that is threatening in any way, you know that is not who you are. You are more than that. Yeah. And so, yes, you have to deal with it, and yes, you have to accept it, and 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 say, well, now now what do I do today to make this okay, right. make this better, or make this work? You know, and listen, I, I'm not I, I'm not naive. It, it, we 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 all you know, we all have to have to go through these incredibly difficult hurdles. But the bottom line for me and for type one diabetics, I believe is that you can, there's, and now particularly now with what's out there, there's so much more available to, to support you. And, and this organization beyond type one, which I believe in is really, um, uh, it, it, it's, it, we, you, you, there's this whole support system out there and that's going to, that's always there and available to you. And, and we all must ask each other for support and help when we need it. You know, that's, but, but it's there and you can be what you want to be. You can achieve it. Nothing holding you back if you, if right. you believe in it. Except your own fear and your own, uh, doubt. Yeah. And that's, and that's your biggest, those are your biggest, uh, um, 
you know, demons. So those demons must be conquered and, in and order it, for you to, to do what you need to do. It's so great that you said that because I say on this on this show all the time that if you are comfortable with your blood sugar at 170, the only reason you're not trying to keep it at 120 or 100 is because of your fear of getting low. And, and it doesn't right. take you long to realize that once you get past that fear, if you were able to keep your blood sugar stable at 150, then you'd probably be able to keep it stable at 100. And, 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 right. try, and try, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Like, give it a shot. Right. Yeah. Right. So you mentioned, yeah. Beyond, you mentioned Beyond Type 1, and that organization is, it's a charitable organization, um, you know, pointed at, at Type 1 Diabetes Advocacy that you're getting just involved with now. Um, what, what brought you, because I, it's funny, I don't see, I, I haven't seen a ton of Type 1 advocacy from you uh, in the past, but at the same time, this is very public and, and out, and, and what drew you to it? Um, Sarah Lucas contacted me, who is one of the uh, founders of this organization. Mm-hmm. Um, she just found me, and um, and it, it was it was. I'm not, you know, I'm not a social media person. I don't, I don't, I don't Twitter, tweet, or whatever the <laughs> say it is. And I don't, I'm not, and I don't Facebook. Uh, but I did, I did uh, go on Instagram primarily for this reason right. uh, to 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 promote type beyond type one, and and. Um, and also to have for for people to have access to to be able to, to you know send me messages and so on about their their situations because I um I, I believe that that's what that's what social media is for uh, I, I I don't you know that's for me that's what it's for mm-hmm. um, and um, I, I just think that um, exactly what you were what you were talking about uh, your child being diagnosed at two years old and. And like, who? Because type one diabetes is not the same as as what people think of as diabetes. Sure. Um, and 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 it's sort of. A, I think it's important for the differentiation to be, to be, um, to be, talked about, and for people to know, so that when they say, when people, when I say I'm a diabetic, I now say I'm a type one diabetic because, <clears throat> and then people say, well, what, what what's the difference? And then it's and an I opportunity. Yeah, then it's an opportunity to explain it. Then, yeah, because because when if you watch television, all every every uh, you know, there's so many uh, advertisements for for diabetes, and people just think that you are one of those people, and and we're not. We're it's a different thing. It's a completely and, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, and that's so valuable. So that's one of the um, that's one of your goals with with Beyond Type One is to help get the message out about the differences yeah. between Type One and Type Two, and and also what you were saying about you know. Diabetes not needing to be something that could hold you back. That, that, that's a wonderful cause. Well, thank you for doing that. Thank because when you do it, it it, it resonates a hundred times more. You, you know, when when someone's willing to come out and say, you know, you know me, you've seen me in things, and you know, I have a I have a measure of fame, and I have type one diabetes just like you. Um, I can tell you from ha- the relationships that I have in the diabetes community over the years that when people hear you talking about this. This is this is going to go a long way to helping them be more secure and try harder. Well, I hope so. I mean, you know, I, I really hope so because that's that's all that matters to me. Really, that's all that, that's all that matters to me is that is that people feel that they're not they're not alone and that they can they can you know they can function and do what they have to do. It's it's hard. It's work. It's like you know, it's not easy. But you know. That's okay. It's so worth it. Why should it be? Yeah, it really is worth it because when your blood sugar is in a certain range, you are free to be yourself. Like that's one thing I always think about with my daughter. It's a lot of work 
managing another person's diabetes, especially a person who's just getting ready to start puberty and, you know, and, and who's, whose food consumption and body weight is, you know, it all adds to it being difficult. And at the same time, you know, there are nights when I get up in the middle of the night to give her some more insulin or to cut her insulin back or to help her, you know, get her blood sugar back up. And it just means the world to me that she, that Arden can exist in her life being her, the person who she would be if her blood sugar wasn't high or low. You, you know, it's, right. you know, it's just such a value, I think. Yeah, you know, the, 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 very, the very fact that, you know, you're talking about managing blood sugar, most people, most people that have never dealt with this have no idea what that means. No, I know. They have no idea what that means. You know, they, it's, it's just so, so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's such a, it's such a high wire act, what we do. Yeah. You know, it's like just walking across <laughs> on, a, on a wire. And, uh, and it uh, really takes a lot of care and a lot of focus. And, and also, that, that is helpful when you, when you really are able to do that. It, it will help you in every aspect of your life to be able to focus like that and to be able to, 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 to take charge of your life in that way. In any situation you're in, it does. It does. It will have a, a positive effect. Yeah, and I that's certainly believe that. That's yeah. the gift. I, I, and I talk about that sometimes too, and I, I always hope it doesn't sound odd. But you know, I would do anything to make diabetes go away right now. But if there's one thing that's come from it, is that I, I really feel like I have a perspective and a calm about me that didn't exist before that. Because what's worse than a doctor telling you your child has type one, right? And so right. like, even when I had to call you, like I had to, trust me, I don't think you ever expected to hear from me again. And 15 minutes after we spoke, I'm back on your phone saying, hey, Victor, I'm so sorry I messed up. It, it didn't seem that big, but because no matter, no matter how you were going to react, what were you going to do? You weren't going to give my kid a disease, you, you know? And so, right. it, you know, so right. it just, it's, it, you learn to live at a different level. It, it, and it really is a gift that comes from diabetes. And I do think that eventually well, everybody gets that eventually. So what is, I mean, you know, the, the, really every morning when I wake up and there's something, you know, either either schedule wise or, or something, you know, I, I, I always have to go to, wait a minute, what's important here? What's really important? You're up, you're moving, you're breathing, you're functioning, you're, you know, your blood sugar is, you know, fairly okay at the moment. So what, what, what else? None of this is really very important. Yeah, the health you know, is the it, most it, important thing. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's really a, that's also a balance. Trying to, trying to get your, you know, that, that sort of your life in a balance yeah. to say what, what really is meaningful here. I hear the ad music, and you know what that means. It's time for an ad. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast, as mentioned in the beginning, is sponsored by Insulate, and Insulate is. In fact, the makers of the only tubeless insulin pump in the world called the Omnipod. Now, Arden, as you know, if you listen to the show, has been wearing the Omnipod for years and years and years, and we have a ton of success with it. I didn't imagine when I was, you know, starting up the podcast that every time I'd have somebody on, I'd be like, at some point, ask, you know, how do you manage your type 1 diabetes? Do you use injections or a pump? And uh, of the people who say pump, so many of them say Omnipod. It just tickles me because... You know, I know what great success we've had with Omnipod, but at the same time, you never know what else is out in the world and, you know, what people find, you know, attractive. But, you know, for me, it's the tubeless nature of the pump and, you know, that you don't have to disconnect when you're when you're bathing or anything like that. And, and that's what drew us to, a, to, a, to the Omnipod initially. But so let's just say that in a couple of seconds when we get back to the, to the interview, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm going to ask Victor how he manages. And unbeknownst to me, he is going to answer that he uses an insulin pump 
and then he's going to tell you how much he loves his insulin pump, and I guess maybe it comes to no surprise which one he's going to say. Also, if you listen to Victor, what you hear is a guy who doesn't find himself very technically adept, yet he loves his insulin pump. So if you're a person who's looking to be tubeless and who doesn't think they you know, know a ton about the technology but, but just want something that works, I think Omnipod's for you. And I think the best way you can understand the Omnipod really is to just try it. And you can get a free demo kit. It includes a sample non-functioning pod. All you have to do is go to www.myomnipod.com forward slash demo and you'll check it out. There's absolutely no obligation. If you didn't have a chance to write down that link, just go into the show notes right here in your player. You can click on it. It'll take you to it or go back to my blog, ardensday.com or juiceboxpodcast.com and you can follow links from there. Okay, let's find out more about Victor, his relationship with Jennifer Garner, his new television show coming on January 21st to the CW, Legends of Tomorrow, what insulin pump he uses, and a lot more. Earlier when we were talking, you, you, you mentioned when you were younger, it was embarrassing to have diabetes. And I was wondering, because I hear a lot of people talking about this, did you ever, or do you, or, or how out are you with your diabetes? Is it something that comes up immediately when you meet people, or do you let it come up organically, or do you keep it back in some certain situation i don't i don't lead i don't lead with that right no no <laughs> sure sure you know but um no i guess I, I i remember uh a dear dear departed uh elaine stritch who um who was a, a phenomenal uh, presence in the <clears throat> american theater and television and she the first thing she said i'm a diabetic i'm type one diabetic and she was just walked in the room. So she was, uh, and I don't do that, but I do. I certainly, you know, all my coworkers know, even though a lot of them, a lot of them don't even really understand the difference between type one and, and, and uh, uh, type two. Yeah. But, but yes, I, 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 I talk about it freely and, uh, you know, I, I test my blood, uh, in front of people, you know, without, without, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not, What's, uh, you know, I, I don't bring it out of the dinner table if I if I can help it, right. but I do, but I have and I will. Right. Um, and and uh, it's just um, uh, it's just part of life. And and I I'm I had no one's ever really um, seemed uh, seemed offended by it, and I don't really care if they I, are. Yeah, right, right. And I think that has to be the exact attitude, which is you know if this bothers you, there's I don't care, uh, really. Yeah. And, you know, and this is off the track, but how great is it that. Elaine Stritch got to be on Thirty Rock before she passed. I mean, she was so good on that show. And oh, she was amazing! A great, a great. No, she did. She, she did some pretty great things for in the last uh, to, you know ten years before she she passed. But uh, she, you know, she had she struggled. She struggled uh, like like everyone does with with diabetes. And uh, but she was um, she was uh, pretty amazing. She did she did pretty well. No kidding. And so you know, I I wasn't going to ask you about this, but you're in your mid sixties. Are are you? Are you having any complications, or, or are we in a knock wood, everything's okay situation? Or um, you know, I have things that that, that um, I, I'm fairly okay. I mean, that you know, given given where I am, I, uh, you know, I mean, I think part of my my you know my aches and pains are just you know aging mm-hmm. uh, bones, and uh, but I do have you know I do have some foot pain and. Uh, Skin, you know, weird skin irritations. But uh, you know, I, I did as a child. I mean, my, my skin was always uh, very sensitive, and uh, you know, I was always having, always breaking out in hives, and I had aller- allergies to, to to bee stings and and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, but but basically, you know, I'm I'm pretty healthy. Um, I'm I'm pretty okay. Do you have um? 
you, we talked a little bit about technology in the beginning and not really being very technological, but, but, and you've also mentioned to me a couple of times that you're not great with technology, but are you using, I mean, I know you're using an insulin pump. Well, about what year did you, did you switch from shots to an insulin pump? I was late. I was a late bloomer with, uh, it was, uh, it was sort of, uh, gosh, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, I, I sort of got, uh, uh I got a, a Medtronic pump. Um, and, and people had talked to me for years about getting it. And I was just, oh, I, I, it makes me crazy to think something hanging off me. And, oh, you know, it, it's so weird. And uh, I was so uh, um, uh, nervous about it. And then, and then, you know, like everything, you know, when you do it, you think, oh, why did it take me so long? Right. You know, what was the problem? Um, and now I'm, I'm on the Omnipod, which I really have. I literally, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm so grateful some mornings when I change that pod and I think, Look at this. Look what I can do now. You know, this, this, look what this thing does. I'm just in awe of it. And then, of course, it malfunctions. Uh, (laughs) And then you're like, oh, it's funny. You know, it's funny because Arden uses Omnipod for years. And, and sometimes you hear people in the community, they're like, well, this pod's better, this pod's better, you know, this pump's better, you know, and, and, and what I would say is, you know, last week, Arden called me, she texted me from school and she's like, my, my pod just aired. And I said, are you wearing a sweater? And she said, yeah. And so it's getting cold here and the heat's on and the air is drying. So it probably was a static electricity thing. And I would hear people say, well, you know, my, my tube pump doesn't do that. And my response would be, well, my daughter's never had her tubing get caught on a doorknob and yanked off either. So they all have their, you know, you know, they have their pros and cons, but but we Tell really, me this: when, when that happened, did her did did her, did that that beep go off that you can't stop? Well, Victor, I'm going to save your life right here because it didn't that time. But when it does, you flip the pod over, pull the adhesive back a little bit, and on one end of it, there's a spot you can stick a paper clip, and it will stop it. I, I've I have to know exactly because I've tried that, and I. I, 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 I guess I just don't know where exactly. I will email you a photo of right where the hole is. Okay. And you can, and you, you, you could be, because this will get off the track, but we, we built a house about six years ago. And right after we moved into it, there's this horrible electronic sound in the kitchen. And my wife started saying like, I think they wired the, the, the overhead lights in the kitchen wrong. And days yeah. and days went by. It was maddening. And then one day I realized when I opened a drawer, it was louder when the drawer was open, but not that much. And it's where all of Arden's old pods go. We use their Omnipod as a recycling program, and we save them and then send them all into the recycling program. So this one pod all the way at the bottom of a pile of about 30 of them is just under there muffled going constantly. And when I pulled that out, oh, I put that paperclip in, and it was like... It was the greatest thing that's ever happened to my entire family. Everyone looked up and they're like, oh, what did you do? It's a days and days. So I do know what you're talking about. And so does everyone else. Hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Well, so, send, me, send me the information about the, uh, the recycling because I, I would be interested in oh, doing certainly. that too. Oh, I, certainly. I, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, great. And so, okay. So, so I guess like staying on the idea of, of the technology for a second and that you are a person who doesn't feel very technologically savvy, but yet you're, you're on a pump now and, and, you know, using an Omnipod. I was talking the other day, um, with Aaron Kowalski from the JDRF, who by the way says he, he's met you. And, yeah. um, and, and he was talking about artificial pancreas and the idea that he doesn't really believe that they need to have glucagon involved, that it, it can be handled with just insulin and the algorithm that makes up the the device, if that, if that became a reality, which it sounds like it's going to be in a couple of years. And I actually know from speaking to, um, 
one of the the head people at Insulet recently on the podcast that they're also working on their own um, algorithm for for artificial pancreas. Is that something that excites you? Do you do you think of that as like if you're if you're insulin if you're on the pot all of a sudden could restrict insulin when you were getting low? Is that something you would want, or would you want that control with you? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'd have to know more about it, but I, I think you know. Listen, I, I am I am open to anything. You know, I, I'm I'm open to anything. I, I would even you know be a guinea pig for for, for someone trying to do something new. I mean, I, I would be willing to you know be documented on a you know doing <laughs> to, to doing it just to see how it worked. I mean, I find it all just so fascinating. Uh, so so I I am what for anything that will that would actually be able to to approximate some sort of normalcy yeah. um, and how, whatever that was. Uh, I don't, I don't understand how any of it works, of course. And, mm-hmm. but it, it's just, um, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed at what the Omnipod can do. And, 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 and we, I know we, we talked about before about the, the uh, glucagon or, or, or the, is that what it's called? You're, t- the, you're talking, the, I know you're thinking of the Dexcom, the CGM. Yes. Yes. Dexcom. Okay. Right. What is glucagon? Glucagon, but, you know, glucagon is just a is a. You must have one in your house somewhere. That that orange. Oh, that's that. That, 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 that yes. In case you yes. get too low and someone would inject it, yes. it would bring your blood sugar back no, up. So, yes, I mean the Dexcom. Yeah, yeah, the De- okay. Dexcom, the CGM. And you, so you you told me when we talked last time, and I'm, I'm glad I've only used that phrase once so far. But but um, you have one, but you've never tried it. You said it was in a drawer. Yes, I believe it's in New York. It's <laughs> in New York. Uh, yes, um, but I but I but I. I um I'm 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 heading towards that and that I I'm, I'm just I'm just slow. No, no that's things. wonderful. I think I that's know. that's one of those things you are going to you're going to like once you get you get to it. Um okay, so let me let me ask you a little bit about so so you're on in season 1 of the Flash, you're in maybe I don't know 7 or 8 episodes as 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 a you know as a character. And and now all of a sudden they're I guess it's a spinoff, right? They don't really talk about it like that anymore, yeah. but you're spinning off the flash into legends of tomorrow. Yeah. Are you a main character in legends? Yes. I'm one of the eight, uh, you know, I, I am, I'm part of firestorm. Um, I am, I am Martin Stein, who is the, the other half of, um, uh, Je- well, in this case, Jefferson Jackson is the new, is the new fellow who's, that's the character's name. Who's playing right. um, the other half, and and together we are Firestorm, and that is a, 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 a you know seminal character in, in the in the fight against evil. And uh, so yes, I I am a nuclear physicist, and uh, and it's uh, you know it's a fun role to play, <clears throat> and uh, we're 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 launching it. We're we're I'm one of them. Yeah, yeah. and, and it's, it's it's really interesting to watch because as someone who's a fan of your work, and I and I know I said this to you in the past, and I'm going to bring it up again though, but. You know, like Eli Stone, I just am, was such a huge fan of that show, even though it was short lived. And you meet, I love it too. Yeah. The, yeah, it just was, it was just wonderful. Um, but an executive producer on Eli Stone is is Greg Berlanti, and he pretty much runs television at this point. Um, with, yeah. with, with, I mean, he's got the Arrow, the Flash, he's Supergirl, Blind Spot, like on and on, like you know him, like from Brothers and Sisters, going back, and and you can really see how how people who work together in your industry really stay together once. And, and is because this is not something like when I think of you, 
mostly on screen. I think of you as a stoic character with a deep voice who's supposed to remind me that this is a serious situation. But but that's not that's not you know, you know what I mean. But that's not your that's yeah. not your your calling here as Firestorm. I, I see a lot of joy in your face. There's a lot more comedy. Uh, is it something you're enjoying? Yes, I am enjoying it uh, enormously, and uh, I, I wouldn't have done it uh, were it not for Greg because mm-hmm. um, you know he contacted me and and said, "Listen, how would you feel about doing this?" And uh, I, I mean, this, this was just when I was doing a recurring role on on The Flash, and I said, "Oh, it sounds." fun and I watched an episode of The Flash and I thought it was uh, Jesse Martin and Tom Cavanaugh who are two actors I just you know think are two of the greatest actors a great cast, yeah. uh, were both on it and uh, John Wesley Shipp is, was the father and so I thought well why wouldn't I do this it, mm-hmm. it, was, it was there was a great heart to it it was it was funny it was it was moving it was very impressive uh, in terms of the, uh, the production values and so I, I came to Vancouver and I got involved and then that I had no, that was, I didn't know anything about this next uh, phase that, that I'm sure was on their mind. Right. But um, when, it, when it came up to do Legends of Tomorrow, I, I, I felt it was, it was a hard decision because it meant moving to Vancouver basically for longer periods of time. Um, and I live in New York and, uh, uh, you know, a life there and uh, a relationship. And, and I just thought, you know, somebody told me once, when I was very young that, you know, she said she was advising me and she was a really incredible spiritual advisor. And she just said, when you, you know, if you find yourself getting too comfortable move. And I, I just, I thought, Oh, I'm, I am too comfortable. Right. You know, every, it's all about my, it's all about comfort. Now, part of that is, is, you know, living with type one too. You just, it's hard to, you know, I don't want to make a movie, you know, Titanic was hard enough, you right. know, but but going going off on doing you know some of these these, these wilderness movies uh, it would be really hard for me. Yeah. Um, and and moving to Vancouver seemed to be the equivalent of what, not uh, I'm joking, but 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 it was just uh, it was a huge change, and I thought I'm too comfortable. I need to shake my life up a little bit, and right. and so it's part of why I decided to do this. And how long are you there for to, uh, to do a whole series? Is it months? Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm here. I've been here from September till till uh, I'll be here till uh, um, the end of March. And, and how do you handle that? Time. How do you handle that with your husband? He's not with you because he's he's in New York. Is that right? Or well, he he comes here. He's he's uh, on his way here on Friday. He he's an artist and a model, so he travels a lot. So he spends a lot of time here when he's not uh, painting in his studio in upstate. Right. So, but it, but it, but it's 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 difficult, you know. It's yeah, difficult, sure. but but you know, but I realize it's you know we have now. He's coming here. We're we're going to Hawaii for Christmas, and and then and then it'll only be you know three months, and we're and I'll be done right. for 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 the hiatus. And then so I try not to think too much. Uh, I, I just think about what I'm doing today, pretty yeah. much, and, mm-hmm. and 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 that seems to work. That's excellent. Um, okay, so. How you guys have been together a long time, like like almost like guess fifteen years, but you're basically newlyweds, though, right? So you just you just got married. Oh, we you know we got married because we could, um, uh, and we've been together for sixteen years, seventeen almost seventeen years. So so um, so, but it's uh, yeah, we're 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 together, and uh, it's been great, and uh, and we got married uh, in October. Uh, in um, Tofino, British Columbia, uh, British Columbia. And, and is that something? I mean, when you're together for that long, and and marriage is not a possibility because of stupid laws, 
is it something you always wanted to do? And as soon as it was available, you found time to do it or did you know? No. Honestly, honestly, no. Um, I, 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 I'm very happy that it's possible, obviously. Yeah. And, um, uh, but I, we did it really because we could and because for legal reasons and, and, and just because we are together and we, we wanted to, you know, acknowledge this commitment and, uh, and that's it. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's, 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 um, I felt, I felt like it would be, um, I was, I felt that it was important for me to, to, to do, for us to do this, you know, cause I gave this, but no, I wasn't like, I was, I wasn't like, Oh, we, you know, I couldn't wait. It was just, uh, this was the, the time and it just sort of happened. It worked out. Cause I, I mean, this is something I thought to ask you the first time we went around, but I didn't know, I didn't know how I'd find you to be. And I wasn't sure how open you'd be to it. But the second time around, like it really occurs to me as insulting as I think I would find it for someone, an entity, a, a government to tell me I'm gay, so I can't get married. I'm not sure that I don't think I'd be insulted for them to say, hey, all right, go ahead, you're allowed to do it now. And then I'm supposed to just get up and go, oh, look, yay. You, you know, like, it, it, it just, the whole thing is so, it's just, it's, it's such an inhuman way of treating somebody. And I, and I just wasn't sure if it was something you were always, I just was interested, like, because it's, it's, it's just an odd, it almost doesn't exist in any other walk of life, like this idea that, you know, because of this, you can't do that. And, and we've gotten people to agree to it and we've made, you know, we've, we've restricted you with laws. It's just, it's, I'm, I'm glad it's, it's well, a, a passing time, but still it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> many, you know, the civil rights was much more difficult. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, to be black in America or to grow up as a black person uh, was much more difficult than growing up as a gay person. Um, but it's um, not that they're, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to compare them. I'm sure. just saying that everybody has, you know, Something. these things, these things in life to, 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 to deal with in, in some form or another. And uh, I'm just glad, you know, we are where we are at the moment, even though it seems to me that the world is falling apart uh, around me. But, um, uh, but this app, this part of it is really nice. Yeah, so. no, I'm glad for you. I, congratulations! It's it's, it's wonderful. It Thank really you. is. Um, okay, so so you hear actors are, are are interviewed all the time, and they talk about these cro- these close bonds that they form on sets, and the longer this you know the series runs, the the closer you get with people. But then it's difficult to keep touch afterwards. But you have a, a lifelong, it seems, endearing relationship with Jennifer Garner, and I was wondering. What what it is that cemented you guys together? Well, um, I don't know. I mean, it's, what, it's, it's, it's sort of like a um, it almost feels karmic. You know, you meet somebody, and you think, I feel like I've known you my whole life, and um, and I feel this incredible connection to you, and that's how we we felt from the first time we met. That's and uh, so, you know, I mean, it happens all the time. Um, it, it's just uh, she's an amazing person and she was incredibly um she has been very uh she's been there for me in some very dark times over the years and um and me for her and and so therefore we are bonded um and uh you know i I treasure i treasure her i wish i saw her more we don't you know see each other or speak as often as i'd like but uh but we but when we connect it's 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 always you know, it's always very important and, and wonderful for both of us. Right back to where you are. That's it really, it's, it's just so interesting to see, you know, to see that 
that happened and, and for it to hold on and for you guys to have a real personal relationship outside of, of your work. So, you know, um, you know, so on Alias, J.J. Abrams is a producer on Alias. He's the, he is the executive producer, creator maybe. I'm not sure. Created. You're right. He and, created. And so he yeah. was around a lot. Does this give you any hope that you might be in a Star Wars movie one day? None. <laughs> You'd make a great admiral from the Empire side, I think, or something. Okay, like well, um, I'm sure uh, you just let him know. Well, your, uh, no, your, your geek have... cred is building, though, Victor. You're gonna. You're, I mean, you got Flash and Legends. You're gonna probably end up at a Comic Con pretty soon. Oh, I've, I've been to one, and I've been asked to go to a few more, and I'll, I'll be doing those. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, JJ. Listen, uh, you know, JJ changed my life, um, and we are we are still. Uh, we are still close and we, again, we don't see each other, but when we do and we have dinner, it's, uh, and I have no interest in, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you really, when you realize that you just love somebody for who they are and that you don't, you don't want anything, you don't need anything, you're not, it's, 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 it just, it just makes it so much easier. And, uh, uh, and, and I, I have no, I have no, uh, um, expectations or desires to, to do any of anything. I mean, would I work with JJ in a minute? Of course I would, right. but um, it's not, you know, like, you know, why don't I, why was why wasn't I in Star Wars? Oh, I wouldn't think uh, that. I'm just saying that, but between your, your, your geek crud is building and, and you do have this connection at some point, he's going to look up and think who would look good in one of those little hats, destroying a planet. It's going to be you. I'm pretty sure. So well, that would be delightful. Um, uh, as long as I, yeah. So as long as I don't have to speak Klingon, which I, I did in, in one, one of in a Star Trek movie that was, that was cut, but I did that one night for him. We were as a kind of a favor and, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was torturous, torturous. <laughs> Speaking made up words Absolute, that, that you can't anything, just make anything up. That, anything that, that requires me to be in a makeup chair longer than 10 minutes is hell. It's not me. good for so you. I, right, right. Uh, no, I'm just not interested. That's great. I, uh, so, okay. So you, I, I just to, to ask a little bit about, about legends one more time. So this is a, it's a full run, right? How many episodes did they order? We're doing 16 mm-hmm. this season. It's a, it's a, what they call a mid-season. You know, it comes on mid, mid-season. So they, they normally do 22, but from, uh, 16 is more than enough. And uh, um, I think it's, you know, I think we should just do that because um, it's just, I think you could just, you can keep it uh, a, a better, I think you can just, the, the, qual- the quality seems to, w- would be, would be, I think, uh, better if we keep, could do It that. keeps but the story I, I have no idea. Yeah, so you're not trying to fill yeah. weeks and things like that and everything. Yeah. All the best ideas yeah. stay there. No, that's really cool. So I wanted to ask you um, a couple of things, like diabetes-related stuff. So I, I'm, I'm just wondering about how you manage. So, like, for instance, unless it's, it's out of the blue and I'm, I'm surprised by it, I don't like my daughter to eat a meal unless she's had a pre-bolus of insulin 15 minutes before the meal. Do you pre-bolus? Um, pre- no, I don't. I don't. It would probably be a good idea, but uh, I, I don't. Um, I, you know, I, I sort of uh, uh, I test my blood before I eat, mm-hmm. and depending on where it is. I mean, if it's if it's if it's higher than it should be, then I, of course I do. But if it's sort of in the in the in the mid range, and I think no, okay, and then I and then I I do it uh, after I decide when because I, I, I eat out a lot, so. I, once I get to the restaurant, I see what I'm going to order, and then once I decide what I'm going to order, 
then I then I do that. You give yourself your own song. Do, do you, so, so 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 it is ten or fifteen minutes before yeah, the food comes. I think it's such a big deal because you know you know if insulin there's a lag when insulin begins to work and if you can kind of create that fight between the insulin and the carbs at the right time then you can stay at the blood closer to the blood sugar you mean to be at and, and you know I, I always you know instead of giving yourself insulin at 150 and letting the food take you to 200 before you get back to where you want to be um, do you see uh, how often do you do you have your A1C checked? Are you do you see an endo quarterly or or not that frequently? I do see yes. I I I I, I this this will be embarrassing, but I'm going to tell you. Um, I never know when whenever they tell me what my A1C is. I I always say, is that good? Because I never <laughs> I never know. I never I never remember what it's supposed to be. It's like when I have, when I have my blood pressure done. Right. I don't right. actually know what. It's supposed to be. Victor, you and uh, I, have I don't a know lot why that is. Yeah, no, that might have been might have been brain brain. You know, maybe in my youth, when I did I did you know when I smoked marijuana or something. <laughs> but I, the brain cells are not um, on firing properly, and I don't remember things like that. So so I just uh, my 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 doctor just says you're fine. You this is good. You're doing okay. well. Oh, Everything is fine. And I say okay. Then then. Then I don't need to know anymore. You go in your way, yeah. Uh, what about, um, especially with what you do? Uh, I see a lot of stress or adrenaline-related higher blood sugars from my daughter. Like if she's competing in a sport, her blood sugar right. shoots up. Do you, Do you have that before? Like you before you before you act? Do, do you get a, an adrenaline boost? And does that have an effect on your blood sugar? Um, certainly not. Not in 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 television. Uh, maybe in the theater. I. I it would happen, but I wasn't so aware of that. I was more worried about low Being blood low. sugar yeah. um, um, during, you know, a performance. And uh, so, so I was always happier if it was like, you know, higher when I was starting a play, um, just just because I knew I I could at least get to intermission and then test it and see where I was. But uh, you know, I have had, I've certainly had mishaps and and and, and times when when it's you know, uh, it's been it's been. Tr- uh, troubling, yeah. but um, uh, no, I you know I, I find that um, if I, I I'm very uh, big on meditation and I I just try to to try to do that daily uh, in the mornings before I before the day starts and and uh, which I haven't uh, the last two days and I actually can feel the difference. You mess I'm not doing that. Uh, yeah, because uh, because I find that that um, that it's really important for me to to remain. Uh, kind of present and and conscious in in my day and like and and when I, that helps me to do that. Are you doing TM? Uh, no, no, I just do my own little thing that I do. But uh, it's 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 just you know it's uh Similar it's idea. just you know I, I listen. I think anything you know a ten minute walk is meditation for right, me. Right. Um. Just just uh. So so it's whatever I do. It's it's just to kind of keep myself that that's part of my balancing act. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just it makes sense. It really does. Even just to close your eyes for a couple of minutes and recenter yourself, I I get an energy boost from that, and I do that in the afternoon yeah. sometimes around around four o'clock. I just say, I I look at my kids and I'm like, look, Daddy's gonna make dinner in just a minute, but first, you know, I'm just gonna sit here for a second and, and refine myself again because you get lost in the course of a day. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, so are there any foods that you that you have struggled with to cover with insulin so heartily that you just avoid them at this point? Um, or do you try not? I don't to eat do rice. Rice. I don't eat rice. I find rice for some reason more than potatoes. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. 
but rice and then and then uh, and, and just carbohydrates in general. I, I try to limit, you know, bread and and uh, I, I I don't know if, it, if it's what what's in the bread now. I mean, I try to eat organic food as much as I can. Yeah. But but carbohydrates, I basically try to limit uh, pasta. I don't eat a rare. I rarely eat pasta. Um, and it's just, you know, I just, I think it's just healthier for me. I had to, um, I actually had to buy a bread machine so that my daughter could keep eating bread because as hard as I tried to find ones that said no high fructose corn syrup or whatever, each one of them was, was hard on her no matter what I did. So now we're just making a very basic recipe that she seems to tolerate better. Um, wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's just, you know, at some point. I lost faith after buying my 10th different brand of bread at the grocery store that one of them wasn't going to, you know, do this. So I figured, you know, you know, butter, salt, flour, you know, water, how, how bad could this be? Let's see what happens. And, and it really has, right. it really has been helpful for, but at the same time, I don't, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to restrict what she's eating and I don't want the, I don't want diabetes to be a food related thing. Like, you know, a, a lot of people can develop food issues based off of diabetes and stress of, around meals. Right. I don't want that, you know? Um, so, so I do my best, but like you said, eating out is, is a crapshoot. I mean, you just look at the menu and you think this has got to be about this many carbs. There's almost no way to count it. Um, yeah. you know, and so, so I was going to say to you, we were talking for a second about the adrenaline and the stress last week. I watched Arden walk out on a basketball court for just a, a you know, a, a, a recreational game here in our town and the game starts, her blood sugar is 85 and I'm watching it first 20 minutes. It doesn't go anywhere. Half in, halfway into the game, the score gets tight and they were winning the first half and it was kind of free and easy. It wasn't a problem. The score got tight in the, in the halfway through the game and I could see her kick into a different gear and within 10 minutes, her blood sugar was rocketing up. And really? yeah, from the adrenaline, I, I had to give her a unit of insulin just to stop and see, I can see it because of the Dexcom. So I can watch this nice steady line, 75, 80, 85 like this. And then all of a sudden it starts to creep up and then out of nowhere, the arrow just straight up and, and her blood sugars by the time that game is over 220. And that was, wow. with, and that was a half hour after a unit of insulin and a unit for her is, I mean, she weighs 70 pounds. So it's a lot of insulin yeah. for her. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. it's just so very interesting to see it. Like, because you said earlier that you're hard on yourself, and part of me wonders if you try the Dexcom, if it's going to be something that you go, wow, look how I can fine tune things, or if it's going to be something that makes you feel like you're not doing a good job, which I would advise to ignore if you have that feeling in the beginning, because it, it really ends up yeah, being so a great I, tool. Thank you. I, I yeah. think, I think, it, I think it, you know, the more I, the more you, you know, I hear about it and the way you talk about it. I think oh this could be this would be a, a very good idea for me at some point yeah. uh, in the near future. That's yeah. interesting. I, I, mean, I, I well I I hope you you give it a try. Um, can I ask you just some kind of a, like an easy question about like when you're like your cultural consumption like when you're creating do you find it hard to consume or do you do you have like other different modes for you? Are you either making something or watching stuff but but you can't do it at the same time? Like I wrote a book. And I almost couldn't watch TV while I was writing a book. Like I felt like I didn't have any other room in my head for creative things. Does that does that ever happen to you, or are you are you so good at this at this point? None of this bothers you. Oh uh, no, no. I, I think um, you know I I I, I have to uh, I, when I, I when I'm when I'm working on a show like this, I have to I have to spend a lot of time with the script and learning lines and and I just. 
rather than uh, I just I know myself well enough to know that that rather than get panicked, I just I just have to take the time to sit down and if I and do it and 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 I I'm, I'm pretty I'm I can do that. I mean I don't I don't get distract I get distracted, but I I don't um I I'm I'm pretty good at at doing what I need to do in order to feel secure in what I'm doing. Um, I don't. Pretty much, yeah. pretty much. And so, I, I, you know, I wish I did. I wish I played solitaire less on the phone. So I, I really, do you do that a lot? Yes, it's an addiction, and I'm really aware of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to curb it. But you know, is it an app you can delete at least, or are you stuck? Is it just on your phone? And you're I, I, I would. Be, I, it's, 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 it's like a. It, I, if I, I look at it and I think you should delete this, and then I play. <laughs> so, so legends. But by, by the by, the time travel aspect of legends, are you are you doing more location shooting and less set stuff than you are in Flash? Um. Well, it's, we're, we're, we're sort of 50-50. We're, we're out, out of the studio, you know, half of the week and, and in the studio the other half, and uh, depending on the episode. But no, it's because um, we're, we're in a, you know, we're, we're traveling and there's, there's a, lot, a lot goes on in the, in the vehicle that we're on. A lot of things happen. In I the see. Vehicle. Oh, I, uh, so we're, um, you know, and, uh, but uh, yes, I mean, we're, 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 we do a lot of location work as well. Right. And in, in Vancouver, you know, you always have to have, Consider the rain situation because at this time of year, it's pretty much guaranteed. No kidding. Yeah, there's there's no way yeah. around it. And, and do you, yeah. so now, how are you going to feel if if the show gets picked back up for a second season? You have to come back for three or four months again. Do you think you'll do you think you'll handle the the separation the same way, or do you because because you're saying your husband travels a lot, and I I'm so sorry. I, it's you say you say his name Reiner. Reiner. Yeah. Right. And so. Um, so he travels yeah. a lot, but I guess then when he's traveling home, it doesn't matter what home he's really flying to, I guess. Well, he loves Vancouver, and he's from here originally. So oh. so um, I spent a lot of years here in his youth. So he's very happy to come here, and uh, which is great. And, you know, we have a nice apartment here, and uh, right now we're renovating the apartment in New York. So actually, it's, we're, we're, it's better for him to be here. It's better to be away. Um, yeah. yeah, at the moment. But, uh, you know... I honestly, I, I'm trying really not to think too much about it. it, it it's uh, uh, if we're fortunate enough to to get picked up, um, I'll I'll sort of deal with it at the at the time and and uh, you know act accordingly. But but whatever happens, I mean, I I will I'll just make it work because that's what I do. I don't think there's any better place to stop this episode. Victor just said. But whatever happens, I'll just make it work because that's what I do. It's great advice for life, life with type 1 diabetes, you know, no matter really what comes your way. I believe there just can't be a better attitude than that one. You know, if you enjoyed the show, please share it on social media, tell a friend, give us a rating and a review in iTunes, and subscribe. If you really want to thank Victor, he is on Instagram, the real Victor Garber. You know, Victor told you he wasn't huge on social media, but this is a place you can find him, the real Victor Garber on Instagram. Stop by, let him know you heard him on the podcast and how much you enjoyed him. And do not forget to check out beyondtype1.org. There's a great diabetes charity uh, and a movement, really, and they were kind enough to introduce me to Victor. So go find them at beyondtype1.org. See what they're up to. It really is... um, worth your time all right let's listen to a trailer from legends of tomorrow and then i'll be back next week thanks for listening
Convergence. You and me. Yes. What's the use of sharing my intelligence if you won't listen? Stop bossing me around like I'm one of your snot-nosed undergrads. To saving the world. Knock yourself out. DC's Legends of Tomorrow series premiere Thursday, January 21st on the CW. Please never forget that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise.